Want to help me make the Productivity on Purpose podcast even better? Leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. What do you love hearing about? What motivates or inspires you? I would seriously love to know and want to serve up more for you. So go to Apple Podcast right now and leave me a review. I can't wait to hear from you. All right, Mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed to your biz, more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, friend, Ridhu here. And I'm hoping I'm not going to ramble today. <laughs> Sometimes I just have these thoughts and I'm like, I got to jump on right now while this is fresh in my mind. I do really try. I take notes. I have things written out. I got my bullet points. But every now and then I'm like, what? I just, I just need to get this off my chest. So I uh, hope you all are doing really well. And the reason I'm on a bit of a high is because I just taught a time management workshop this morning at a co-working space here in Nashville with a fabulous group of women. And uh, they were amazing. I loved the engagement. I loved the questions. And, um, you know, probably not setting the best example as I went five minutes over on a time management workshop. <laughs> but I get so engrossed in this stuff. I get so excited about it. And I, it's like, I can't stop. There's so much to say. Anyway, so did that. And then yesterday I had two consults for coaching And one theme has come up over and over yesterday on the calls and then today at the workshop. So as usual, I feel like, okay, the universe is saying, talk about this. This is important. People want to know. So I've discussed this topic a little bit, and I'm going to link to an episode that I think will be super helpful. And I'm not prepared. I don't have that on top of my head, but it's uh, about like over... Um, oh gosh, what did I call it? It was catastrophizing. Yeah, catastrophizing things. So I think that'll be really great. So when you're done with this, if you want to hear more, I will link to that as well. But here's the main idea. Here's what I've been hearing and feeling really frustrated for other women and I've experienced it myself. But the idea is that you are not getting the results you want. You're feeling really frazzled. You're feeling really overwhelmed and that you are the problem, right? You are the problem. This is the idea that I'm hearing. This might sound something like this. You might think I'm so lazy. So that's why I don't do the work, right? I know the things I should be doing, but I'm too lazy. Or I know the things I should be doing, but I should be further ahead. And these kinds of thoughts kind of do two things to you, right? Either you are stalled, right? And this paralyzes you and you sort of freeze because you're not seeing the results. And now you're like, ah, you know, this like nonsense you're telling yourself, I can't do it. I'm behind. I should be further. And it's just really, truly, you're like, I have no clarity. And you start doubting yourself and all that nonsense. Or you throw yourself into hustle mode, right? You're overworking, You are giving into this like hustle mentality and I've just got to put my head down and do, 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 do more. You're still not getting the results you want, 
but you're exhausted and you're feeling terrible about yourself because now you're like, I'm working so hard and I'm not getting the results or on the flip, right? You are kind of freezing and getting paralyzed and procrastinating and not getting the results you want. But either way, you're sort of thinking like, I am the problem. Okay. I am the problem. And again, like I heard this on the calls yesterday. I heard this today um, in this workshop. Like, what do I do? Because it's it's me. You know, I'm the problem. So um, someone I spoke with yesterday, I'm going to give her full credit. I'm not going to say her name, but we were talking this through, was you know, helping coaching her through this and um, helping her to identify that the exhaustion is not her. Like she is not the problem, right? There are other factors in play. And she sort of said the term, well, this exhaustion comes from this mental hustle. And that really struck a chord with me that I'm like, yes, we do so much. There's so much in our brain that's happening. That's making us feel out of control. That's catastrophizing. That's making us feel exhausted. That's either putting us in paralysis or overaction. And it's like the, the hustle, the mental hustle is exhausting. So as I mentioned, we were on a consult together and she is considering coaching, but her biggest hesitancy was that she is so sure that she is the problem and she will always be the problem, right? She says, I've been trying this time management stuff for years, forever. Actually, she didn't say years. She was just like forever, right? And I'm, it's not working. I've tried this a hundred different ways, a hundred different times. And I'm so sure I'm going to let myself down because what I've distilled it, I'm using her words, right? I distilled it down to, I am the problem. And so why is this time going to be any different? And let's say if we coach together, right? I already have the tools. I've tried all the systems. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I let myself down every single time. Okay. So this is the types of things that I'm hearing. And I'm not exaggerating when I say it, they're like, it's, there's a piece of my heart that hurts. Like it breaks, like, because I'm looking at her and I'm listening to her and she's so freaking accomplished and she's so successful and she's so goddamn smart and talented and she's feeling really defeated. And I hear this so often and it, it hurts. I'm like, ah, like I want nothing more than for you to feel successful. And by the way, this happens to me too. I'm like, I fall into this at times. I just think I'm, I'm a little, I'm more aware so I can typically pull myself out or I know some of the actions to do to pull myself out. Like, the positive reinforcements that I need to kind of get myself out of it, right? Not like it never happens, but I'm more aware. Okay. So when I'm on these consults and I'm hearing something like this or in person in a workshop, I just want to like reach across the boat or reach across the table and be like, no, you don't have to live like this. This is definitely not the way it has to be. So what I'm going to go through today are about five things for you to think about when you're feeling this way. So you can squash your self-defeating thoughts that lead you to believe that you are always the problem, that you are not fixable, which by the way, if you believe you are not fixable, right? You tried all the things. It's always me. I always get in my own way. I'm never going to change. That also means that you believe you are not worthy. You are not worthy of a better life. You are not worthy of feeling more in control, like those other people, those other women do. You are not worthy of having more success or feeling more successful and rewarded. No bueno. That ends right now. You are 100% worth it. You 1000% deserve it. And my hope is that what you're going to hear now is going to help you feel that way. All right. So number one, think about something or an experience or a time something that you tried dozens of times 
that it failed until it finally worked. Okay. What is something in your life that you tried over and over, you didn't give up and it finally worked? I'm going to tap back into this experience. So the times we can't remember is probably, you know, we're all babies and we start walking, right? And obviously if you have a child, you've been around children, you know, it don't happen overnight. They try to walk, they fall, they walk, they fall, take one step, they fall, take two steps, they fall, just keeps falling, falling and falling, falling, right? And your parents weren't like, oh, damn, she fell six times. It's time to give up. Not going to walk. Doesn't happen, right? Okay. So it's something you tried dozens of times until it finally worked. So now we can't remember that. But what comes to me, comes to my mind is my husband, right? I was dating since college and I didn't meet him until I was 30, I was literally so overdating at the time. In fact, he loves to tell the story of how I blew him off when he first asked me out. I wasn't interested because I was so jaded at that point. I had I had dated so much. I was living in New York City. It was it really was like Sex in the City, honestly. Like my girlfriends, just how much we would go out and all the clubs and the dinners, and then we'd like get together in the morning for the brunches and like talk about the night. I mean, it was just it. Met, I felt like I felt like I had met everyone in New York. Of course, I had even met like you know one little like a thousandth of the people, but that's what felt like I'd met every good guy, right? But he was really persistent. We did go out and it was an instant connection. And as they say, the rest is history. My best friend, my sex in the city partner that we did all this with and met for brunch, she didn't meet her husband until she was 40. Okay. So there are, that's what comes to mind for me. Whenever I'm like, this just doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'm like, how long did it take me and my best friend to meet the love of our lives? Now, sometimes there are just different reasons for this. Okay. Sometimes it's the phase of life that you're in. So, you know, when you hear something or you read it or you see it, you know, a message at one point in your life and it really doesn't have an impact on you or it does have an impact on you, but then you hear it again in a completely different phase of your life and it has a totally different impact on you. Okay, so example in here, when I started my entrepreneurial journey, I would read things about, you know, what makes a successful entrepreneur and just a lot about success habits. And I would always read about mindsets and self-sabotaging behavior or things like not having a money mindset. And I literally thought all these people were crazy. I'm like, who are these? How do they call themselves experts? I remember this so well. I was so full of myself. I think I was just so naive, honestly. I was so ignorant. I'm like, these people are crazy. That is not my issue. I don't, I want to make money. I don't have a problem with the money mindset. I want to work hard. I'm not self-sabotaging myself. I'm a positive person. I have the right mindset, right? I believed all these things that it was like, I got this. I had this, it had an impact on me. The impact was, I don't know what they're talking about, but okay, fine. Let me just read this and let me glaze over it. And let me get to the real meaty stuff. And now here I am years later, completely teaching this in respect to your time and your behavior and your actions and your productivity. But there's so much about your beliefs and your thoughts and your mindset. And only now can I, do I recognize how much I did self or do self-sabotage myself under certain circumstances, right? Whether it's fear-based, I'm not taking action or because something is feels too challenging or I'm catastrophizing or, you know, there, there are all these stories and I did have all these money stories growing up and I do all, you know, and so now that I have more experience under my belt, now that I'm way further into this, now that I've, you know, worked on so many strategies and I've grown as a person and as a businesswoman, 
I can relate to all those things that that were crazy at one time. And now I'm like, that completely makes sense. Why was I not listening? It wasn't that I wasn't listening. It's just a different phase in my life. So all that to say is sit with the idea that maybe you weren't ready for a change or the improvement or the habits or the mindset in the past or one time of your life, but that this is a different time in your life. So even though you may have tried something 10 times, 20 times, 30 times, right? This is a different time. You just can't compare it to what was then. You can't compare now to then. You're a different person. It also reminds me of like things my parents would tell me that I'm sure I tell my kids now that they roll their eyes at me, but I know one day in the future, one day it's just going to hit them and like, bam, they're going to think, oh yeah, so that's what my mom meant when she kept talking about a hundred times when we were growing up, how important it is to stay in touch with people. Let's say, for example, right? There were all these things my parents would just embed in our minds when we we're growing up. And they were just like, you'll only understand when you're a parent. I would roll my eyes. And then, you know, one day I did. So like the impact is so different at different phases of your life. Again, if I had given up just before I met my husband, I might not be married and have my incredible boys right now. So keep that in mind. Was it just a phase in your life, a time in your life? Number two, your motivations change. Hey, there was a time that maybe you tried the thing, right? And so in this case, I'll, you know, I'll tie it back to what, was on the consult or what was in these trainings was like, I'm so behind. I've tried every system. I've tried everything. I can't catch up. It's not going to work for me, that whole thing. And it didn't work because quite frankly, maybe the need just wasn't great enough at that time. Tony Robbins always says, there's only two things that motivate us. It's either pain or pleasure. People have to feel enough pain or be looking forward to enough pleasure in order to take action and make a change. So, Maybe at one point when you were trying these different things, maybe the pain wasn't great enough. And now months or years have gone by, you're wearing out, you're burning out, you're stressing out, your pain is a lot greater. Maybe now you, like me, have a family to take care of. Maybe you have a bigger team. Maybe you're caring for parents. Maybe you're more involved in your community, right? Or maybe you're just simply more clear on how you want to live your life. Like you are so much more aligned of what makes you happy. Even if you're not clear on what that is or how to get there, you know that the way things are right now is not optimal. You know, this is not how I want to live. You know, I'm not in alignment. So when your motivation changes, your why deepens, your pain is so much greater and that potential pleasure of getting away from that pain, when that deepens, you are more likely to make changes that push you out of your comfort zone and help you stay on track. So give it another shot because your motivation is likely different at this time than it has been in the past. Number three, true partnership and accountability works. (laughs) True partnership and accountability rocks, okay? So You can have, let's say, accountability. Okay, one, you can have accountability to yourself. You're like, I'm going to try this new system or I'm going to create this new habit or I'm going to do this thing, right? But as we all know, we are least accountable to ourselves. So often it falls through. Then you might say, then I talk to clients or prospects or whoever, and they're like, oh, but I know I have an accountability partner. I have a friend, a friend of mine. And so she's going to hold me accountable or he's going to hold me accountable to my weekly goals or monthly goals. We're going to get together. But here's the deal, y'all. 
They're your friend, might even be a colleague who's a friend. They are most likely not going to put that friendship at risk or in jeopardy by pushing you too far or by really holding you to that accountability. Not saying it never happens, but I've heard this so many times. And I've also been in that situation when I've started like masterminds with like colleagues or friends. And it's just a different approach than let's say when I'm paying a coach. So you might say things to your friends like, give yourself grace. You're doing such a good job. Don't worry. Okay. You just, just push that off till next week. It's okay. Right. And it's true. And by the way, I say that to my clients too, but the difference is I will dig deeper to get to the root of the cause. Are they, did they not take action because out of fear, out of maybe embarrassment or worry, out of difficulty, uh, because they had a lack of energy, but they have a lack of boundaries. Do they have imposter syndrome? Like we'll go to a deeper place to get to the root of it to really get them out versus just sort of taking them off the hook or like just, you know, saying it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. You'll get to it, which I love. I love support. I'm here to collaborate. I'm here to support everyone and however they need it. But I'm also here for, to work as a coach, to find the deeper root and to also give you a soft little kick in the ass when you need it. Okay. So that is where true collaboration comes in. That's what I think is true partnership. Listen, I have amazing girlfriends, but they don't have the time or the bandwidth to listen to me to figure out all my professional and personal roadblocks the way that a professional can, right? And also it's a two-way street in friendship. So I would want to give back and I don't always have the time and bandwidth to be there for them, for all of their professional and personal roadblocks the way that a professional could. So really think deeply you know, about this, that if you're thinking this hasn't worked, it's not working, I can't do it. Maybe what you're lacking is that true partnership and that accountability and why this time could be different. Which brings me to number four, which very much relates to this, which is investing with money definitely helps to get results, right? This ties back to the accountability. I mentioned we're least accountable to ourselves. We're not always super accountable, even to friends. We're a little bit more accountable to colleagues, but let me tell you, We are most accountable to someone when we're paying for it, when it's cold, hard cash, right? When you're putting your money where your mouth is, when you're putting down a credit card, when you're writing the check, when you see it come out of your bank account, there is just going to be more accountability. Just like when I actually pay for a personal trainer or when I actually pay, you know, to really any type of thing that I'm paying for them going to versus a free online class or a free training. You know, I say this even sometimes when I'm like today, I did do, do that training today and it was uh, a free, I do them once in a while, I did a free one, but I tell the host there, I'm like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm doing this, but sometimes I worry. I'm like, are people really going to take action? Are they really going to show up? You know, if they don't have any skin in the game. So, and I've always noticed when I make it more of a paid workshop, everyone who says you're coming shows up. Okay, so investing with money definitely helps to get results. If you're not getting the results, have you invested beyond the software, right? Beyond like the planner, beyond the journal, beyond like Asana, the project management tool. But are you really investing in yourself in terms of your mindset, your actions, your behaviors, changing the way that you're thinking? Are you investing in that? Okay, and then number five, finally. If you think 
this lowly of yourself. I don't know how else to say that, like that low of yourself and that you do not have the ability to change or adopt new habits. How are you going to succeed in your business, in your work, and in your life? You know, not sure if you've noticed, but your life is constantly evolving, constantly. And you are sabotaging your growth and your development if you sit in the mindset of fear and steadiness. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because I haven't been able to figure out another way that works, right? Or you say, I am going to challenge myself. You're like, I don't sit still. I challenge myself all the time. I push myself into burnout. I overwork, right? I'm always challenging myself. But where I'm not going to push myself is into changing my thinking and actions about what I'm capable of when it comes to this problem because I've already put time and effort into it a dozen times or two dozen times. So that place, I'm not going to challenge myself, but I'll challenge myself in other ways, which usually leads to a lot of burnout and stress. Listen, my friend, you are brilliant. You have so much value to contribute to your business, to your work, to your community, to your family, to your life, to the freaking world. You are primed to make an impact But if you stay stuck in this pattern of belief that you have been the problem, that you are the problem, and that you will continue to be the problem, then guess what? You will be right. You will be the problem. Instead, don't base your future results on your past experience. We have to challenge what's gone on in the past by changing that thinking doing some of these other things we talked about, like really thinking, really tapping back into the experience that I've tried something many times until it did finally work. Find that place for you. Um, think about their motivation. What was your motive? What is different about your motivation of ending this pain now than it was in the past? Are you truly investing into partnership and accountability with money that's going to help you get the results outside of like technology and software and more of the things, Right when you're really investing in your mind and your actions and your beliefs. And then finally, if you're not willing to do that, if you're always going to say, I am the problem, how are you going to continue to grow and evolve and succeed? All right. So I believe in you and I know that you are not the problem. I know you can get anything you want in any area of your business and life that you want when you have the right guidance and accountability by your side. If you haven't guessed. This is my life's work, what, 140 episodes later. So of course, I would love to be that person for you, that coach, that confidant, that supporter, that cheerleader, that accountability partner, that change maker, that catalyst for you. But if it's not me, it also doesn't matter. There are tons of coaches out there. So if you find someone you resonate with, fantastic. I want to see all women succeed, but make it a priority. Make the investment and get back to believing in you two. All right. Now we cannot leave without your challenge of the week. You've spent your last 20 minutes with me and I want to make sure your time here is 100% worth it. So today's action is to decide and commit to the fact that you are not the problem and decide and commit to ask for help to seek it out. No matter how many times you have tried before, no matter how many times you have failed, no matter how many systems you've dabbled in, no matter how many books or blogs or classes you've followed, your future version is waiting for you. So I have to tell you something. I know there is so much possibility for you to be fully in control. 
right? This is just the tip of the iceberg, but I know that these skills can be learned. They're simple and they are doable. So if you're dying to get more clarity on how, let's chat, right? Just come on over, set up a call with me. I ask you questions about what's keeping you stuck. You tell me, I'll let you know if I can help and we decide if we're a good fit or not. It really is very as simple as that. So come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash coaching. I'd love to help you get the support to stop drowning and start taking control of your time and energy. I know you can get the freedom and flexibility you have worked so damn hard for. As always, my friend, you are the best for showing up here. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time and loving vibes and positive energy and know that I'm sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done and productivity on purpose. I'll catch you next time.